money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Today's an exciting day. It is. We, we talked last week about how to prepare for the big party that is happening this Tomorrow. week, right? Yes. Happy Canada Day. Happy Canada Day. <laughs> and we have a very exciting and special guest who I'm going to hold off in introducing just for a minute, but just a bit, a bit of recap of last week's show. So last week, we talked just, uh, we, I mean, we just barely touched the surface on things that you can do in and around the Ottawa area because that's where the show is produced. But there are a ton of big things that you can do, small things you can do to celebrate Canada's 150. And, and that's worth celebrating. That's worth coming together with your neighbors and saying, hey, let's just have an excuse to get together and build some community what an opportunity we get to just mm-hmm. do that so in some of those things there you know go off into the bush all by yourself and experience <laughs> you know something okay that's cool but what really want to encourage you if you didn't hear last week's show listen to the podcast on itunes um listen to it on chri's website our website more than enough.ca and just get a feel for the things that you could do there's one day left if you're listening to the show on friday morning then you've got one day to prep if you're listening to it on the podcast. Well, you have a whole year because it's like, it's a whole year of birthday. Okay, we can, that's right. We can celebrate all year long. I'm not going to dumb it down to one day. But before and we do that. And there are very stereotypical ideas. If you want to hear stereotypes of Canadians, just tune into last week's show. Because so, we just, you know, supported the stereotype. Anyway, can I read scripture <laughs> now? Yeah, and you're just psyched <laughs> to go this week. So let's let's just get right to it. Happy Canada Day. Of course. Okay, we, so I'm going to say Happy Dominion Day for all Dominion of those who are Day. Dominion Day uh, followers. Uh, because in 1982, it changed. We changed from Dominion Day to Canada Day. And if you're curious about how that happened, it's a very interesting story. There were very few people in Parliament that day who actually voted for that change, but there were a lot of discussion before it that happened. Anyway, but that's not the focus of today. We're actually going to talk about the verse that's on, uh, like, like carved it's over the yeah the carved into our parliament buildings, mm-hmm. and that that one one verse anyway from Psalm seventy two, and um, the story behind it goes they that when they were discussing what to call Canada in 1867 um, there was some discussion about calling it the kingdom of Canada some felt that that would be a little antagonistic towards our uh, American neighbors so um, before they passed the British North America Act um, they were discussing it they all whole but they obviously all went home and um, the gentleman Sir Samuel Tilly uh, was reading in his devotion time, we'd probably say today, uh, Psalm 72. I think 72. he would have said that at his it, time, too. I, I mean, don't know uh, if they call them devotions, knows, but, but for sure. he read the, some of these verses. I'm going to read a few before and a few after. Interesting part about this psalm, 
King David wrote it about his son, Solomon. And I just realized that that we take that uh, verse that you know I'm going to read, that he shall have dominion from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. But David was actually praying it for his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is what it says. So he's saying, Endow the king with your justice, O God, the royal son with your righteousness. May he judge your people in righteousness, your afflicted ones with justice. May the mountains bring prosperity to the people and the hills the fruit of righteousness. May he defend the afflicted among the people and save the children of the needy. And may he crush the oppressor. I read that verse and I get very excited because I think of what our politicians are called to today even, that they would defend the afflicted among the people and save the children of the needy. But then in verse 8, it says, He shall have dominion also from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. And it just goes on with all these these things that David is wanting for his son as a king. And it's interesting because I always thought it was about directly about God And sure, we can say that because that is our prayer. But when you see that verse over the center of our nation's capital, and as a woman who loves to pray, I get very excited because to me, it's a declaration for the people who lead our country, for us, because as a democracy, it's us. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's about Queen Elizabeth because she's our monarch. But I just get very excited that our prayer is that we we will defend the afflicted. Mm -hmm. We will help those who are oppressed. We will have dominion from sea to sea under God's direction, because that's what David was asking for Solomon. So and I read these, in that context, I get very excited, because it's, yes, it's about the Father, our Heavenly Father, but it's really about what He's given us. And this is why I'm so excited, because our very special guest today is a part of... uh, of leading our country. Mm-hmm. So we want to just welcome David Sweet, who is a member of Parliament in the Hamilton area, but way more than that, because he has a lot more responsibility. We just want to welcome you here today. Good morning. Happy Canada Day. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. So, I mean, uh, just by way of introduction, and David, we're going to let you do, in a sense, your own introduction, but we're, we're talking, it's, the, it's a show about money, and we're here we are coming up on Canada Day. It's also a show about family. And I know that you've got six children, four grandchildren, uh, a wife. And you're in a sense, and you said on the way in, hey, I am just a regular guy here. Okay, we, we can accept that. That's very cool. So welcome, Dave. But give us the listeners just a little intro on, on who you are. Yeah, I think you, you did a good job. I, you know, I was uh, a person who started his own business when we were young and uh, Got married young. We have, uh, have been very blessed with a large family. Uh, I uh, we uh, had a fleet of tow trucks actually mm-hmm. when uh, when uh, we when I first met uh, uh, my wife, and uh, then I went back to school, got into real estate, uh, but was always interested in in politics and always federal politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I was inspired uh, by in the centennial year in 1967. The then Prime Minister, Lester Pearson, sent a train across the country called the Confederation Tour Train. Mm-hmm. And it was really a rolling museum of the history of Canada. And I remember walking through that train just thinking, you know, I, I think I can make a contribution to this country. And it was just wow. a childish thought at the time, uh, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it stuck with me. And uh, so as, uh, I, I, as our family grew, as, our, uh, as my career morphed, 
was always thinking about that, then got involved at the grassroots in, uh, in federal politics, and the opportunity came to run as a candidate. And uh, so uh, 2004, I, uh, I went for the nomination for the Conservative Party, and uh, in 2006, I won my first uh, general election, and I've been uh, in Ottawa since. Wow. Wow, that's a great. And now you are the, the caucus chair, if I'm getting it, the national caucus chair. So you're a busy guy. This week specifically, we've just had you know, kind of big changes in the, the Conservative Party, and you're in the thick of that. So th- thank you again for taking the time to come and be That's right. Just weeks ago, we got a, we got a new leader, and uh, so we're we're uh, progressing very well. We're very happy in a United Party. And, of course, my job is to make sure every meeting goes smooth as, <laughs> as, as much as many other things as well. <laughs> do you get a summer break? Uh, like, like, do you personally? Well, people call it a break. But when we go back to our constituency, <laughs> uh, then that's the time for us to reengage with the people who actually elect us. And yes. so uh, many times uh, our constituency weeks or constituency time is just as busy and sometimes more busy with going to events and seeing constituents and catching up on those issues where we need to defend some of our uh, individual citizens. I really call a, a, a member of Parliament's office as often an ombudsperson's office. Yes. You know, we need to defend people with all the different levels of, mm-hmm. uh, of the federal government and uh, what uh, people need help with from Canada Revenue Agency to yep. uh, Veterans Affairs. Right. Yep. I, I grew up in a political family. My dad was a member of Parliament um, when I was 10. And uh, I remember the barbecues, <laughs> many barbecues in the summer. So, so you know, one of the things is we, as we're talking about Canada Day is we want to celebrate. But we also know that um, in the midst of all of the the celebrations around 150, um, and I love how you just introduced yourself because really it comes down to there's still the Canadian family trying to, in a sense, make ends meet and, and navigate through this. And, and so in your constituent, in your experience in, in Parliament, are you seeing the stress and strain of the finances from that political level? Yeah, I think, well, well let's go, because it's Canada Day coming up, uh, let, let's say we live in the greatest country in the world. We have so many opportunities. We are, mm. we're, we're isolated from many of the concerns that so many people have from poverty to slavery to terrorism uh you know we're not not totally isolated as far as security is concerned but we don't experience anywhere near of what uh, what other people do and so we have this great opportunity to grow and prosper and make a contribution to those people Mm -hmm. who uh who don't have or who are not as blessed and not as fortunate as we are Um, that said uh, I'm also a member of uh, Her Majesty's Loyal Opposition, mm-hmm. and our job is to hold the government to account. And so, uh, yeah, we have some concerns in regards to, you know, the, the stresses and strains that the average family has. Um, in the greater Hamilton area, for example, we have constituents who, uh, you know, young families who are wrestling with very high house prices, mm-hmm. uh, who mm-hmm. are now, uh, you know, have to spend more money because a lot of the tax uh, relief that they had before has been stripped from them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, they're also dealing with, uh, you know, taxes that are n- brand new and uh, are at, not at a good time when you're trying to grow a family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, just if I can say it a bit organically, we we have been observing just the cost of living um, we do live in a great country. We do live in an incredible place where, where we are in a safe, secure, blessed. And yet, um, I know from even the, 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 the people that we meet, the families that we meet, the question I get asked the most is, is how, 
how do we do this? Because it seems like every time I just think I'm going to, in a sense, break even, then something goes up or something changes. And it's not the, um, you know, it's not always, shall I say that? I say that with a smile, but it's not always the entertainment budget or the, the dining out budget. It's the cost of living things that are increasing and, and creating that stress and strain, certainly from our perspective. So, um, and yet, Rev, you, you started the, the show by saying, and he shall have dominion from sea to sea. And uh, as you were saying that, I thought, here we are. You know, we're representing the Canadian family. We've got David Sweet here as a, as a elected member of the opposition. We've got God kind of over all of that. And it's the same prayer. We as the people, dominion from sea to sea. I mean, David, you can't travel and be everywhere as a, as a leader and, and do that. There's an expectation that people are going to do the and I put in quotes, right thing, that they're going to, to mm. work through and balance their own budgets and right. work at doing that. And then you have a responsibility as leader of the opposition to, to go, um, you know, hey, um, we're going to keep the, the, the government accountable. We're going to do that part of it, too. And then, of course, the government has a responsibility to do the same thing. So in a sense, we're kind of all working on that same dominion, uh, working at how, what that looks like for Canada. And I think that's exciting. I think we can all partner together, partisan or not, right? So, Well, that's the interesting part because the, just that pressure that we see every day with families, like the tears and the, you know, loss of mm. jobs or um, how do you – how do you speak to people about those things in your own constituency? Like, how do you encourage people? Yeah. To, I, I, your your point is well taken. I think there's and there's two tiers that, you, that have already been mentioned. So one is I think financial literacy is very important. Mm-hmm. The late Jim Flaherty, uh, who, who who did a great job, is in fact uh, the OECD recognized him as one of the greatest finance ministers ever. Mm-hmm. You know, stressed, stressed uh, financial literacy mm-hmm. and uh, and you know want, you know encouraged uh, local communities to get it into their curriculum. So I think that's a big part of it. Um, people being able to you know look in the long term and see what their family needs are, but also the government's responsibility is to create an atmosphere so people can prosper. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I should mm-hmm. say is that we have a fundamental difference uh, uh, between. Uh, our party, the Conservative Party and the Liberal Party, is that we really believe that money left in a taxpayer's pocket is a lot better than a than money that's in, invested in a government. Governments don't spend money wisely, really. You're right. And you know, you I heard that first here <laughs> on the that's Let's right. Talk Money Show with David. Uh, no, I and uh, I, you know, the best thing that can happen is a, is for for a government to create an atmosphere for prosperity. So that people can grow and prosper, and then they will mm-hmm. give to organizations that I know mm-hmm. that you're very familiar mm-hmm. with, like World Vision and Compassion Canada and the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. And there's, we really believe there's so much more to a dynamic, prosperous Canadian mm-hmm. community than mm-hmm. just government. There's professional associations. There's service clubs. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. trade unions. There's churches. Yep. Um, and all these players are part of making sure that the needs of those who are vulnerable, you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, uh, uh, to you know the growing families who just need some good practical support, mm-hmm. uh, that they can grow and prosper, and, and again, then as they prosper, they contribute. And so that, that's the big difference. I think when you look to government for the answers of everything, then you get very expensive answers, mm-hmm. and it means that uh, you tax and spend 
and uh, then it's it there's not a lot of incentive for people to get out there and 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 you know work hard and mm-hmm. and make sure that they uh, they can grow their family because they see so much taken away in taxes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and I you know we've had this conversation uh, a number of times in in different contexts, but we also know that a lot of the the. Uh, shall I say, help from the government is simply that. It's help. It's not meant to provide a sustainable source of income. It's there to help for a short period of time in need or to, you know. And so often, you know, even in the Canadian family, we want to get away from that help as quickly as we can and produce stability and, and consistency and community around that. And that's, of course, what we're we encourage all the time, whether it's at more than enough in the coaching we do or whether it's even here on the radio show saying, hey, you know, a big part of what makes life fun and exciting and, and successful is just being in community with people and helping each other mm-hmm. as we all journey together in this financial thing and trying to figure out how it, how it all yeah. is going to come together. Yeah, I think you've got to – it's a hand up. Right, For not sure. a handout. Sure. Uh, that said, there are vulnerable people yeah. who yeah. fall through the cracks that that a government needs to make sure are looked after, mm-hmm. and uh, those people uh, shouldn't feel uh, any. Uh, lack of dignity for that. Uh, th- that's uh, we mentioned earlier mm-hmm. about those who are who are vulnerable, those who who need that consistent help. And I think that's where the government needs to make tough decisions and make sure that they are making uh, those kinds of investments. Uh, but you know, the again, I think the primary uh, uh, objective of a government is to create an atmosphere of opportunity, mm-hmm. of uh, of incentive, yeah. of investment, and yeah. uh, that. That's the kind of thing that creates jobs and opportunities and allows families to prosper. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of that atmosphere, we we were just looking at some questions that we wanted to talk to you about, and one of them was, "What is the atmosphere on the hill amongst the politicians?" Um, Dave just sent me that email a few weeks ago about the Moody uh, downgrading of Canadian. Um, well, you Dave knows about that better than I do, but it's downgraded the credit rating of Canada's six biggest banks. And like what? And just to put that in context, so you know, for the listener, I mean, that comes out of simply the the biggest motivator there is is the Canadian family has too much debt. Right. That, yes. That, that's the bottom yeah. line. You know, it's not about for those. You know, it's not about how they practice their 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 business. Or this is about the Canadian family carrying too much debt. That that's why they were downgraded. That's right. So what what is the atmosphere overall on like that you're sensing? Like I know that you've come off a great leadership race, and there's some things that are really hopeful. But what what do you guys sense? I think there's some grave concerns. There's, there, listen, there's a lot of opportunities, but there's some real concerns. We obviously have concerns in Alberta, where the energy sector is really mm-hmm. suffering. You know, we've, we've got some concerns in regards to this the personal debt that's being uh, borne by Canadians. We've uh, got some concerns in regards to our global competitiveness and uh, the way that uh, um, you know the uh, the present government is creating an unlevel playing field as far as our closest uh, trading partners in the way that they're taxing business. So mm-hmm. all of that is creates huge concerns for us. We've raised it in the House many, many times. We'll continue to do that. 
that uh, see that's one of the complexities today is we don't this isn't mm-hmm. just a Canadian economy now no. we're part of a yeah. bigger picture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know we have a we have a European trade agreement we we have a, a, a NAFTA agreement we are working on a, a trans-pacific partnership agreement that means that uh, we have to we, we have to play with a lot of different uh, competitive mm-hmm. uh, landscapes mm-hmm. and that means that our government uh, needs to make sure and and by the way at, at every level uh, that we're competitive so that we can make sure that our products are going out mm-hmm. that uh, our people have have the jobs to uh, be able to sustain uh, uh, their businesses in an environment where it is very competitive mm-hmm. it, it is a complex issue I, it, david and i uh, talk to people all the time and they say well, what's going to happen all these countries in debt and we're like it's a perfect storm and no one's quite sure how it's going to come down because it's never happened mm. before. Yeah. We've I've heard it described, and I think this is very appropriate in the sense of say this is truly like a, a, a an economic ex, uh, experiment that we really don't know what's going to happen when we add the next degree ingredient in, and we add the next ingredient in, whatever that ingredient is, whether it's a a breakdown of of. Uh, a country across the sea or whether it's a something that happens internally nobody quite knows what the the in mm-hmm. a sense the makeup of the experiment is going to be and how it's going to play out is it all going to blow up or is it going to stabilize mm-hmm. we don't know let's just try and add this agreement ingredient it seems to to do this and let's let's take our best shot and i think that's uh, the complexity of that when we we do move to that next level up beyond the the canadian family and say there's a there's a an incredible amount of complexity around the economy yeah. and economics of of what's going on and and it does filter right down to okay how do i pay my bills at yeah. the end of the month there's yeah. so many factors and you know we just weeks ago we saw the uh, terror attack in manchester and mm-hmm. uh, before that uh, in london mm-hmm. and uh, of course uh, you know i mentioned earlier about uh, this we, we see slavery I've, by the way i've been on the subcommittee for international human rights for mm-hmm. almost a dozen years now and we've just seen uh, just terrible human rights violations everywhere these things destabilize uh, entire countries, and that means other countries need to come to ordinary citizens' aid. All that said, you know, uh, and of course, you know, I need to play my role as, uh, as the Her Majesty's Loyal Opposition. I have great faith in, in Canadians, mm. the, the hardworking, mm. average Canadian in families that are, that are working hard to try and be innovative, thinking of good new ideas. We have all kinds of examples in the constituency that I represent where uh, people have come up with uh, uh, great ideas and taking them from uh, really their research bench to the shop floor mm-hmm. and have created businesses that, you know, just years ago weren't even around. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I just have uh, great faith in the, in the freedom that we enjoy and the innovation and the, just the smarts that uh, we have in our Canadian population that uh, we will continue to grow and prosper in spite of sometimes some uh, policies that I think are in error. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'll echo that, David, because, I mean, again, we see that with the people that we meet with and, and just the, the even in the midst of, okay, how do we do this? There is that ingenuity. There is that, 
that we're not going to give up idness. Can I say that? Yeah. We're not going to yeah, give, give up, up idness. <laughs> but that is just, it's just part of the fabric of Canada. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm sure if we read, you're the, the history, love to go back and look at that. But if we look at the history of Canada, that's that not give up idness is, is certainly part of the fabric. Well, that has been I mean, Sir Johnny McDonald, as much as he drank and did all of those things, he also, I, I was calling him a, uh, the shrewd steward, I mm-hmm. guess, you know, he was making deals to get our nation connected and it was it was the direction that god had for us as a nation and i i don't think i mean that's one thing you know we talked about last week but we have to go back to our history and understand where we've come from and what we're made of because i think the canadians there is a there is i sense more fear more insecurity and yet it's like you say but there's also this undercurrent of ingenuity these creative people and creative kids and access and ingenuity like we've never had before and there's hope there's hope in that I mean I mean out in where we live out in Winchester there's like 90 women who are members of this new women in business network we've we've created we meet for lunch we just talk and share our stories but there's all these women who are who are who want to to do more in in the community and be in community with one another. And I think that's a desire of people. I know our go-to lately is being isolated. Like, I don't know if you see that, but, you know, when we're scared or fearful, we just want to hide. But really, it's the community and helping one another and spurring one another on. That's... I think that's a great part of our our nation's heritage. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think, you know, with social media, it's easy to also be isolated. And I think one of the things that we need to continue to encourage people is to, you know, get out, get out of your house, get, get into your community, get to know people, um, Mm -hmm. get involved in your service organizations, get involved Mm -hmm. in your local church. Um, You know, let, let people know what your needs are. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let people Mm -hmm. know how you can contribute. I, I, I think one of the things that we don't do enough is encourage people to just get out there and volunteer. It it, it not only contributes to the community, but you it it inspires you. I, mm-hmm. Every time I'm at a at a, a citizenship, uh, I should I should say a, 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 a citizen of the year celebration. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I hear these stories about people volunteering, and they're always the happiest ones in the room because <laughs> they, they, they've, they've gotten so much blessing from being able to contribute to people's lives and everything. And I think if some people would just put their phone down sometimes and just mm-hmm. go out, I'm not asking for you know their whole life, but a couple hours mm-hmm. at a food bank, mm-hmm. uh, and they just feel good about themselves mm-hmm. being able to uh, be able to um, uh, contribute to somebody's life that uh, was less fortunate. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I'm... We end the show, and you wouldn't know this, David, but we always end the show on something that's a little bit practical. And for those of you that are listening, there it is, (laughs) right? Uh, You know, in the sense of saying, hey, um, it doesn't take a whole lot of effort and even organizational skill to show up and volunteer at something in in your community. And your community can be part of your condo complex. It can be Mm -hmm. part of, you know, hey, shoot. Go, you know, there's lots of garbage as you're walking down the street from here to there. Just simply make it a habit of, of okay, well, we're going to intentionally walk down and, and pick up that garbage, whatever it yeah. is. I mean, it doesn't take – just in a sense, be aware that part of, of our 
contribution to that greater dominion from sea to sea mm. is just. And how many stories have you heard about people finding a better job or a, a new yes. job because they volunteered somewhere oh, yes. and connected with somebody? Yeah. Yes. I mean, that, that's a side benefit. As you said, I mean, I think there's still the benefit of just all showing up and saying, hey, I'm just contributing to a better Canada. Yeah. And what a thing to do. So we're going we're gonna to leave it at that. We've only got a minute and, or two and left. make sure you tell us if you go out for the first time and you overcome some of your own insecurities or out of your comfort zone to volunteer, um, send us a message at morethanenough.ca because we'd love to know about that. Sure. So, you know, and, and I'm going to use social media. So Facebook, so morethanenough.ca. I mean, we've got uh, all kinds of ways of reaching out on Twitter, all those the social media thing. But leave the phone, and then go and do something. (laughs) So thank you so much, David, for coming, for spending the time with us. Uh, Just inspirational conversation. Thanks for all the good work you do helping people to balance their budget and (laughs) prosper for the future as well. Thank you. Thank you. Do we have time to pray for a minute? I think you can do that. Okay. Father, we just are so grateful to you for the hope that you give us and the creative answers that you give. Will you grant our leaders as a nation um, the ability to govern uh, over the dominion of Canada uh, in a way that is honoring to you, that helps the afflicted and raises up those in need? We pray this in Jesus' name. All right, so there's your challenge for the for the end of this week's show. Look around, see somebody who has a need or somewhere there is a need, and get out there and celebrate Canada. Join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.